Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> If you're gonna spew, spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth! Hello and welcome to Real 90. I'm Nick Prince. I'm Eric Hunter. And I'm Ricky Glore. On this week's episode, or month's have episode, I Have you been I drinking? Say, I have been. <laughs> okay. We're... What have you been drinking? Plug it. What? Why? What have you been drinking? Plug it. Why would I? Like, Fat Tire's gonna give us money. Oh, did you hear that, Fat Tire? <laughs> give us some money. Hashtag, not an ad. <laughs> Ricky, what movie did we watch? We watched the biggest flop of 1990 uh, after watching the biggest hit of 1990, which was Ghost. The biggest flop is The Bonfire of Vanities. Uh, its budget was $47 million. Its domestic total gross was $15,691,192, meaning it lost about $32 million with a cast of Bruce Willis, Tom Hanks, Melanie Griffith, Griffith, and a slew of other people you have definitely seen in 90s movies and 80s movies Morgan before. Morgan Freeman. Don't forget Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan he is Freeman. not on the box or his name because I didn't even know he was in it. Right. You were surprised. I was like, Morgan Freeman. And for a second, I was like, oh, maybe this movie is good. I mean, I guess if you were back in the 90s and you saw that cast lineup, that would you would probably go see it. Because yeah. if you're looking at Tom Hanks, uh, he did Splash in 84. He just came off of two years prior to this. He did Big, which he was nominated for an Oscar. That's why you so see this movie. So immediately, yeah, you see. It because I would of Tom see Hanks. it for Tom Hanks yeah. and Bruce Willis. You have Die yep. Hard, mm-hmm. Die Hard Two, which was uh, what year was that? That was eighty. Uh, ninety ninety one. Eighty nine, I think. No, ninety ninety one. Because Die Hard no, was, it was ninety. It was ninety. Ninety. Okay. Yeah. So same year. Um, it actually came. Oh no, it came out uh, July fourth, I believe. So it came out. This came out December twenty first of nineteen ninety. Oh, so right. So on this the came cusp. out just before, you know, you know, earlier that year, it came out. So I mean, you if you if you're going to the theaters, no, late, and you see, late in the year. What if it's December 1990? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Die Hard 2 came out earlier in that year. Oh, sorry. It's got to be your bull. What? Hmm. It's got to be your bull. Something about a head up somebody's ass. <laughs> so this movie came out in December 31st. 21st. 21st. So December yeah. 21st. Mm-hmm. So they're completely this is the Christmas so, movie. So right. Well, one of the Oscars. Uh, we did this last episode. I think the cutoffs. Yeah, the cutoffs way before then, isn't it? Well, the yeah, the cutoffs. So they were then. not anticipating this movie to be a contender for an Oscar, then. Not for the '90 season, I would imagine. Well, you're not gonna. I mean, you have to be a really good fucking movie to try to hit the next year, right? I mean, but is every movie coming out going? I'm gonna try to. No, get to the but Oscars? I know that movie. Are you thinking because of the all-star cast out there? Well, like, and Brian De Palma director. Um, it based yeah. off of a, a New York. Uh, New York Times bestselling list novel. I mean, this movie, for all intents and purposes, with the budget you're spending on it, should have been a blockbuster. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. And Brian De Palma, if you're not familiar, he did Carrie, he did Scarface, The Untouchables, and then he would go on to do Mission Impossible. I think one of the. So, I mean, it's an all star cast up and down. I mean, one of the biggest things I think have going against it is, um, besides not being a coherent story and having a lot of focus in a lot of weird places, is it's rated R. Which a movie like this, which I didn't, I, I don't know why it was really after seeing it. Why it was really Melanie Griffith's nippies popping out? Yeah, but well, it's it never nudity at all. No, but I mean all the racial slurs. I mean that. that's true. Yeah, I guess language. Yeah, language I and guess nudity. Language could, but I, I guess it's more of the racial slur and the content itself. 
Right, right. because not it really, was, yeah, I mean, it was derogatory Language-wise, the there's not much in it. Demeaning an entire race. But. Yeah, I mean, sexual conversations between Melanie Griffith and Tom Hanks. Um, Which, I mean, you could have easily played that down. You could have written that oh, softly. Totally. You could have not, you could have just shown a woman in a bra and panties instead of, like, her nippies playing the Why do you keep calling them nippies? Nippies. Nips. <laughs> Nipples. Nipples. I don't. I don't. Uh, I only. I only know uh, jokey names for them and uh, nicknames. You could never be a doctor. No, I'd be like, uh, "Ma'am, your ding dong is <laughs> is not working." First of all, if, if the ma'am has a ding dong, that is probably yeah, yeah. well. I'm not calling the hostess snack. Right? <laughs> and she would. Say, I love ding dongs. They she would say, "I don't have a penis," and I was like, "Excuse me, I use ding dong as another body part." And she's like, "Well, why don't you just say no, the no, other my body doorbell's part?" Doorbell's going off. Ding dong, get <laughs> yeah. it? Ding dong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's this movie. I think was definitely wanting to be an Oscar movie based on his track record of bigger films. And like I said, I I felt like he was trying to go for a Scorsese movie. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of shots where, like the uh, the uh, the one I pointed out was the duel in focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like in the back. Yeah, um, so weird, um, like half and half picture where there's two different shots going on at the like same a split time. screen kind of going on yeah, a lot of weird the... dutch angles and extreme like low angle camera shots extreme close-ups up, but for extreme real close-ups. quick not long lingering i don't know right. like i think we all decided like it just feels like they couldn't settle on the style that they wanted or they were trying to echo another style and they were just doing a poor job at it like you said of course scorsese film yeah and then, like I mean, it was just the it, dp was and you want to butcher his name Oh, I'd have to look it up again. I forget his name. A famous He's... DP, if you looked it up, Deer Hunter, um, Close Encounters, yeah. Jersey Girl with Kevin, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Jersey Girl? Kevin Smith, not the Amy Gertz Jersey Girl. Um, I don't know what that means. So, I mean, I, like I said, I think they were going by getting someone of that caliber. They were wanting to make a bigger, better movie than they had. So was this book popular like, yeah was it like a like new york a times bestseller times? well yeah, yeah but i could take a shit in a paper bag and that could be a new york times bestseller <laughs> i'd read it i'd read it i, I don't know if the, yeah i'm gonna put that on the back of the bag thanks is that the review that's the review <laughs> this smells like a hit this is literally I a just, shit in a paper bag. i mean i i mean granted um so it was released uh, originally written as a uh, rolling stone um mini like mini stories, like novellas, like little pieces in Rolling Stone right, magazine. Like yeah, and then he put them all together and made it a novel. So it was big enough in Rolling Stone that it was big enough for a novel. It was big enough to be bought for a movie. Uh, I mean, it get, I don't know, like watching the movie. So I, I'm going to say I don't think the movie was that bad. Like, I don't think it's great. It's not good, but I wouldn't throw it into like – the same cesspool of like human centipede or right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's masquerading as trying to be a, a poignant movie where it's like, look at all these people, everybody, no one's doing anything for actual good except from Tom Hanks is the only character that's conflicted throughout the whole movie. He's like, I think we should go tell the cops. Right. Yeah. Like, I think we should do something. Everyone else is like, how can I personally gain Image wise, from what's going or on, or money, or yeah, use this whole event as like the stepping stone to right better their position. And really, their... Tom Hanks and Morgan Freeman, I think, are the only ones who are like, no, you have to stand for integrity, and this is the way it well, should be. Well, until Tom Hanks at the end, he completely yeah. nips that in the butt. His morals right. go out the window, and he's going to lie about because the system's screwing him, and it's ridiculous. And as we all know, that's legally not. Something you can so all right. Do. Let, well, let's set the scene. Well, let's go back. We're, Give us an synopsis of the movie. Way. 
Oh, I couldn't tell you. Um, this guy's uh, cheating on his wife with a mistress. They're out in a car driving around. They end up to a quote-unquote shady part of the Bronx, where mm. all of the Bronx apparently is a shady part of the Bronx. We just lost all of our Bronx listeners. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sorry, Tyrone. <laughs> Ooh. That, no? Just digging the hole even deeper. <laughs> Could have said Phil. <laughs> Phil Amar or nobody. To this show? Nope. Or nobody. Or nobody. Or nobody. Son of a bitch. When you, when you tag a race to it, that's what it makes a racist. <laughs> so um, they end up getting what I, I'm assuming it was muggers. I mean, I, I'm going to assume that they were going to end up mugging uh, these two. This, these two guys are going to end up mugging the two of them. And Tom um, Hanks, Melanie Griffith. Right. Yes. And uh, in, a, in a, a comedic act of trying to get out of there, she ends up running over, hitting one of the guys, the kids. So comedic. So, I mean, it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, he ends up going into a coma after this weird side story plot about a hospital, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Yeah, malpractice and all that. Yeah. And he went in. They, they said all you have is a broken wrist. They said that, sent him home. But he actually had a pretty had severe a concussion. concussion. Right. So he's – whatever. So he's in a coma. Now they're looking for – they're out for blood. They're trying to find this guy because it's a hit and run. And the city, on the other hand, is now looking for – the DA is looking for as much as they can uh, someone white to prosecute because as it is uh, explained – It's an electoral year. It's electoral for the mayor. Year. It's a yeah. predominantly black community. And they say most of the people who are brought – to the bench are hispanic or black right so if to get the black vote and the hispanic vote if you could bring a rich white guy and put him behind bars that would be like oh he's fighting for us he's not just putting us in our kind right. of way right and morgan freeman they try to show that as an example at the beginning and morgan freeman as the judge is just like look this white guy a you're bald trying morgan freeman. a bald yeah that was jarring super young sexy. and bald oh so good <laughs> I would just check my fortune every day of the week. I, so he he's they're trying to prosecute this different white guy, and he's like, ah, this ain't the one. And so you know this story that Tom Hanks and Moni Griffith hitting this hit-and-run guy. You're like, oh, well, Tom Hanks is going to be the guy that ends up taking the fall, right. even though he was not driving. So there's a lot of different motivations throughout this movie, and a lot of it is hard to keep track of, I feel. Because, like you were saying before, we only get small snippets of everybody, mm -hmm. and um, the 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 snippets that we get are extremes. Like they're a hundred percent the entire time. It's not like a gradual uh, listen into this person's psyche. It's just you know the mayor was I don't know within the first thirty seconds of seeing him, like he spouted out like fifteen slurs of the people who live in the yeah. different boroughs. Like, I kind of feel like it wasn't extreme enough. I feel it was kind of meandering in the middle that I think all these characters should have been done as caricatures. So like right. the Reverend Reverend Bacon, which I think you're saying Reverend they should have been bigger. I'm saying like when they when you see them, it should have been caricatures that you know they're all abusing this situation right. to their gain. Because we spend too much time with Tom Hanks, and even though Tom Hanks is super likable and good in this movie, we follow his trajectory where it really doesn't feel like it's his story. It's the city story and the powers that run it. So, and I would be okay. So, and then they try to make Bruce Willis, who they're like, he controls the media. And no, he's really so, controlling what you think. Okay. So, if you're saying that 
this movie is supposed to be just like here is a snippet in time. Here is a vertical slice that is, that happened between May and uh, August. So we sh- we spent too much time with Tom Hanks then his character. We spent too much time with his character yeah. because we did grow to like him. Like we shouldn't have grown to like him. It should be presented to us more of like facts, I guess. I don't know. Like I feel like so this was snippets in Rolling Stone, but it plays more out like a play to me. Like we're watching acts or yeah. scenes. It doesn't work in a movie. <laughs> I yeah. don't think. I... Well, and on top of that, Bruce Willis's character is a reporter who is a chronic alcoholic, so he is automatically an unreliable narrator because he's completely shit faced the entire time throughout this film. Like I, where you feel like where we've spent too much time with Tom Hanks, I feel like we didn't spend enough time with with Bruce Willis's character. I think to me, like I almost felt like we didn't need but Bruce Willis's of, character at all. All of his investigative all. journalism. Well, yeah, we don't need it all. Like we it's, mentioned before, it's like what makes his stuff. story any more important than Nothing. any of the That's other journalists? Like Nothing. we don't, we don't need Bruce Willis. I feel Bruce in this Willis's movie. character is examining and overturning stones of information that we already saw as the audience right. know. Yeah. And, so and any reporter could have done. Yeah, like it wasn't like he uncovered some Russian connection or something like that. It would like, be different no if we were like, and I think they tried to do it, or they're trying to tell the the story through Bruce Willis, but they did a poor job at it. We saw the story through almost you saw everyone else. And yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we the scenes that right. Tom Hanks weren't was not in was with these other pivotal figures of the DA, the lawyers, the Reverend, um, the people that Morgan Freeman dresses down and calls out in his last super weird monologue. Yeah, it was kinda odd. He's like, you are all doing this for all the wrong reasons and blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we get that from the scenes we saw. Like, I wanted to see it more of like where you're through the eyes of Bruce Willis and he's doing more investigative reporting. So you and... wanted Scooby Doo, not Columbo. Because uh, in Columbo, well, I didn't even you know... get either. Because Columbo, at least you follow the the reporter around well, all true, time. Yeah. Like, but if we're doing that, then us as the audience, I don't want to know all the stuff he's uncovering. Then I want to discover. But I want to discover it, it with Willis him. Is. No, but that's what I'm saying. I want right. to discover it with him. Right. So he is the avatar for us, and as he's learning it, we are learning it too. Not getting it three different times from Melanie Griffith talking to Tom Hanks, from Tom Hanks talking to his lawyer about it, to then Bruce Willis uncovering the t- like. Yeah, the memory span in this and the, for these characters is super short because they're constantly repeating themselves about. Like I get it; it's a court case. You want it to explain everything to everybody, and it always ends up being the same story. But like as an audience member, it's like. I don't need to be constantly hit over the head with this information. Right. And I couldn't, like, connect with any of these characters. Like, I, for that same reason, it was short, such a short attention span. Like, you're jumping from one character to another. Like, let me settle on one character. Because right that. off the bat, you have Tom Hanks, who is America's dad. Everyone loves. Um, he's, and, like, 26. And he's <laughs> he just was pumping babies out real quick. Right out of his butt. Um, and he's an adulteress. So we're like, oh, I don't think it's I like. Super weird. I don't think I like Tom Hanks yeah. in this movie. He's kind of a lying weasel. Well, then Melanie Griffin comes off like a skank. So, but well, how great would it have been if we know that they got in an accident, and from what we already know of Tom Hanks, like, oh man, we don't. I don't know if I like him. That then we don't know who actually was driving. The twist would be it was her. It was her, and yeah. that he did have this sense of like protection, like. Even though he's an adulteress, he still had feelings that was kind of duped by the skank of Melanie Griffith. You could smell it. And so until his back is pushed up against the wall that she's going to let him fry, that's when that ta- like the tape thing happens. I don't know. It's just 
is the story about Tom Hanks and his character. No, it, I think you're well, right. I think you can go a step farther and also make it when he gets his back up to the wall that does he turn her in and he he's now and right. kind of like an associate to the to the hit and run and but also on that is like now his wife's going to find out about her. Right. Like his he, wife's he, a he doesn't want person. any of the spotlight to happen. Yeah. So right. it's like, does he just take the fall and hopefully she shuts up Melanie Griffith's character? And then Bruce Willis uncovers that he actually was lying. He's taking the fall for all this. Right. And that's where we uncover that information. Otherwise, fucking get rid of Bruce Willis unless he's writing an expose tearing down each faction of the city that we had mentioned. Right. right. Which he's not. No. Yeah, I just that was my biggest thing. It's like, and I and I think it's more of a studio thing. So they threw Bruce Willis in there. He, I think he was the highest paid actor in there by several millions sense. of I mean, dollars. Action star, diehard, yeah. and that's the only reason it has. To and they just wanted to put him on the billboard so the people long would come tracking and see shot because he doesn't after the opening scene. Oh, he's got what maybe two lines during that whole six minute scene at the beginning. Yeah, well, in his narration. Yeah, his narration. He probably did that in, from yeah. his living room. Oh no, no, definitely. <laughs> but I'm guaranteeing you, the studio was he probably like probably was still drunk. That character, I'm sure, doesn't appear like that in the book. Mm-mm. And he well, wasn't... no, he's probably in the book the entire time. Well, well, I no, no, no. I think that character, character comes in character. 45, like then comes in back in the movie 40 minutes back into the movie, and people are like, well, it's kind of like Mallrats. The original edit of Mallrats didn't have them getting into the mall until 40 minutes into the movie, oh, and they were like, oh, I mean, which was a good studio note. Note was like. He's called Mall Rats. Yeah. I gotta get to that mall. Um, so what? This, I think the studio. I think what mall? They were like, we're paying Bruce how much? Oh, he better be in the first 10 minutes right. if we're not going to see him again until later 40. Yeah. It was more like an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. This movie goes on forever. It does. It feels super long. And I don't feel like anybody. When Morgan Freeman does his monologue, tearing down everyone. God, what a terrible judge! He could not control that court. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> well, the, the, well, the, cl- if that was a normal judge, like that would have cleared. that Well, the sheriff didn't do anything either. They were no. just like deputies, like yeah, there's a crowd. Yep. Mm. Oh, you see you that the old... reverends like like choir Gospel. singing behind him. Yeah. You have a weird old hippie woman uh, who yeah. is there every her nasty court flat titties. Yeah, she didn't out. have anywhere else to be. That was her. Uh, she's trying to get out of the rain. So, yeah, he's a terrible judge, too, because he allows evidence at the end of this recording between um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I was getting ready to say Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Is that who I want in this movie? Ooh, what? I guess. <laughs> Face. I found oh. a tape. Uh, <laughs> I'm knowing it, too. <laughs> this is a tape of you farting, Nick. <laughs> Isn't it good? No, he does not go by Nick. Nick. He goes by Nicholas. Nicholas. He's one of those guys. The notorious NIC. So Tom Hanks, I must have Nicholas Cage. Tom Hanks has this tape. Bees! Because in this this other weird story, the place where Melanie Griffith and Tom Hanks, I don't think we've mentioned, they're like super socialites. Oh, yeah. They're um, New York. Yeah. Like super high society, rich, uh, very well known in their communities. He's a Um, stockbroker. Or he, he works, works on Wall, on Wall Street. Street. Yeah, she's a whore. <laughs> Melanie no. Griffith. Yeah. She's married. Are to you an talking old man about money? Yeah. No, Judy, yeah. his actual, his wife, Judy McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she yeah, she comes about. off as like she comes from she... rich family money. She doesn't work. Well, so does Tom Hanks though, because they visit his dad in the house. Yeah, but I mean, he has a job though. Clearly, well, she doesn't have a job. Like she, to me, she comes off as like she comes from 
Oh, she lives in her own high society. Yeah. Well, like, and they make a point to ground his dad about being taking the subway every day and yeah. working for like his he life almost came and, from blue collar and right. worked his way up to white collar kind of a thing. So, yep, we have that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, what I was going to say about the tape, Melanie Griffith, while they're boning her and Tom Hanks, she has a place that she pays a friend of hers. Who has it's kind of like friends. There's rent control on the apartment. Yeah, and her friend would have to pay more if the building knew that she didn't live there. Oh well, no, they so they so can, Melanie Griffith pays right. her more because she only pays an eight hundred dollars in rent. Right. She pays like three hundred, and then Melanie yeah. Griffith's character sub lets that apartment for eleven hundred because if the main that one, whole plot part of it i was like doesn't need to be well, that's, that's the whole movie well, no, no that's the other problem with this movie is that they make these very loose connections between these very different characters, characters. Yeah. they try to link them yeah where Melanie griffin's character is um banging some other dudes or chick's husband and then they ran away and he's an artist but then it's her apartment it i don't and she so the building was bugging the apartment to find out that she actually didn't live there but it records a conversation that Melanie Griffith and Tom Hanks have when Tom Hanks is having trepidation. Which is also like, against so, the law. So what I'm wondering is a lot of that probably yeah. was in the book, and that was or the the the. What so what's the time the, the series or whatever it was the. So those were probably several chapters where it was mm-hmm. where they're trying to. It's just it was it was somebody trying to take the book and they made a bad screenplay with it where they were just trying to shove everything into it. So where this took several chapters of these relationships where that would have been interesting in the book. And now they're taking ten minutes out of the movie to just be like, "Oh yeah, these two people are connected." By the way, by the these way, people know. because blah 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 blah, yeah, which would have taken like a chapter. That or two is in a why book. this movie's a flop. It's not the the actors because the, the acting's not terrible. Like it's okay. Like Tom Hanks, I think did it's a pretty good job. Not the story, right? The story is interesting enough. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, I think the direction, although odd and kind of think... goes out there, wasn't bad like you could follow it it wasn't hard to watch like but i the think fact- it was unfocused though and where it comes for me for the directing is t- the director also dictates a little bit of what the screenplay what they're going to shoot sure yeah. and so tonally and the focus of the direction i think uh, what bugged me a lot is that, like the transitions between scenes was horrible like it seems like they had scenes built but they didn't know how to get to each scene well, that's because they weren't made to be gotten anywhere yeah. like it was they were these were uh, wait till next month until or it was the next this is the end of the chapter okay we're starting a whole nother chapter yeah. where it's fine to no do that in a book, but in a movie like you need to be able to connect but i think that's what killed this movie i think it's just bad it's not a movie it's just meant to be a book like right. it's the wrong medium like the book may have been a new york bestseller but you know, not every book it should be made it was into just a, a movie bad adap- and vice versa. Adaptation. Or maybe it's something that or editing plays or... like a yeah. TV series or a miniseries like The Wire, where they sure. deal with different well, cases. Well, like where you could have 12 episodes, yeah. an hour apiece to like explain the one story. Episode and you could do those, the those one character is just about connections. The one is yeah. just about. Exactly. You know, and every now and then you pepper in Tom Hanks' character to be like, let's follow where he's going and his sadness of blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Tom Hanks. Looks like shit after his arraignment and getting arrested, and he bumps into Bruce Willis on the on the on the, um, the curb or whatever. Curb, yeah. and they go in the subway, and Tom Hanks is oblivious, knowing that Bruce Willis is the person who first broke the story of the hit and run. Right, and Tom Hanks looks terrible, and he says, "Oh my God, I smell terrible. I think I pissed myself when I was in the jail cell," and like starts crying. And I was like, "Aw." 
And then what happened? They cut, and yeah. he's like drunk and laughing. Yeah, about and I'm like, how oh, he, don't care he was driving. Yeah, yeah, and I just I couldn't give two shits. And then it's the thing I was gonna say before is the way that Tom Hanks um, gets off. And I almost said Jim Carrey that time because I started thinking a liar, liar in the courtroom. <laughs> Um, are you drunk? No, I'm not. I'm 100% with Hi? Him. Are you nope. lit up like a Christmas tree? I am 100% lucid. I'm fucking lit! Uh, he plays a tape, the Tom Hanks of the recording, where Melanie Griffith admits to being the driver. And Morgan Freeman, the only sticking point for him for this evidence that's introduced without the other counsel hearing it first or having it properly introduced Was as the evidence fact of the that case. she likes to suck a soft dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean... I, she did not deny that. I mean, as a guy, sure. I <laughs> if would, I had to choose, it would probably be a soft <laughs> If I'm sucking dick, they better be soft. I mean, it, it would be nice to not already be aroused and start at, like, the infancy of the right, arousal. Right, but who is? Right, I mean, if... I know I'm not. You pretty much I'm know... I'm hard it, right now. You know you're... That's not anything a girl can, like, surprise you with. Right, It's just now. like, hey, we're just talking. Oh, hold your mouth of a dick! <laughs> but even if I'm talking to a girl, I do have a hard on. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just something that happens <laughs> to me. <laughs> just wow. lightsaber wow. away. No? Wow. Just me? Wow. Just you. So you keep mentioning other actors' names uh, and, and well, actresses for, for the play. So the studio yeah. is confused as well. What? Um, for Peter Fallow, which was Bruce Willis, finally, or when it, when it came all said and done. Okay. Jack Nicholson was considered for the part. Mm-hmm. And He's got a better voice. John Cleese, because apparently the... Mm. Well, the, the well, no, because the the Monty Peter Fallows character in the book was British, huh. so John Cleese was considered so a more interesting narrator to listen to. But for, turned down on for American obvious ears, for, which that that goes with me with the tonal like which the is tone weird like, thing is because there were times trying to play this as a comedy, and times not playing like playing it as and like apparently a and like, I and again like, I, n- n- none of us read the book, but I know your brother. Did, yeah, but he never really said. But I, Again, I believe the bar, the the book was darker and more cynical than right what it was. But it was probably more of a studio direction to make it more of a lighthearted. Well, yeah, you said they spent seven hundred fifty thousand dollars just for the rights of the. You, yeah, I mean, they gave. Uh, you can't have a blockbuster if it's dark and cynical. Right. Yeah. Um. For Sherman McCoy, who was uh, it was decided to be Tom Hanks. It was Steve Martin, but hmm. they decided that he was too old. Hmm. He looks old, but and, he's looked that um, way since I not, They say nothing about his age in this. And I, and I believe... Oddly Martin. enough, though, the guy who plays Tom Hanks' dad in the movie... Yeah. Plays Steve Martin's dad in... Uh, what's the Goldie Hawn movie where... Oh, she's living at his house that he had built. What? For Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn. Oh, oh my, wife, this my the... wife's going to kill me because she loves this movie. Oh. Houseguest. Never. Houseguest. Never well... So that guy plays Steve oh, really? dead. So there's oh, really? yeah, there's no like That's interesting. That See, that's a better when did that come out? than right it's got to be right around the same time here. Like maybe like making copies 92. of her Vagoo. I mean, oh yeah, that was such a weird scene. Anyway, scenes went on way too long. Yeah. Were you getting ready to dissect uh, more another of one was uh more. for Sherman McCoy uh which was Tom Hanks' character um I think Brian De Palma wanted uh it was either Brian De Palma or Tom um Wolf who was who wrote the novel wanted uh Chevy Chase. 
which um, <laughs> maybe it's just like I saw Saturday Night Live and I love that guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I saw National Lampoon. Steve and... Martin was hosting, <laughs> and exactly, I love him. Exactly. One of the thirty times that he's hosting. And then I saw Melanie Griffith's boobs, and I was like, I those need nips them. pop out of bras. You are hired. <laughs> um, for Judge White, which was um, oh, Morgan his Freeman. name was Judge White. Yeah, Judge White. Uh, and you got that. on me about that, right? No, that's a thing from the movie. That's not me. It was Judge Leonard White was Morgan Freeman's character. Uh, they they wanted uh, originally... Uh, Unless it's Leonard Part 6 with Bill Cosby. Walter Matthau. Let's not talk about Walter, Walter Matthau. Matthau. I guess yeah. that. But he wanted a million dollars, so that was too much. Huh, that makes so sense. So then they did Alan Arkin, which shit. wanted far less money. Who? Alan, Alan Arkin. Arkin. The grandfather from Little yeah. Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then, but the studio decided they, since it was a racial... More racial tones in the movie yeah. that they wanted a black Which, unfortunately, American actor. So that's they did true. Morgan Freeman. That, I mean, unfortunately, that is true. Yeah. In the society, there were. But again, it would have been an interesting movie to have those. Like, would Jack, it though? Jack so Nicholson. What would they would have brought? I don't, I don't know. It's been just the aesthetic of but, Hi, I'm Jack Nicholson. Okay, Hi, I'm Jack Nicholson. Again, it's not Still. the actors because we have a great cast. Yeah, it's yeah. the writing. It's well, and it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. it's the way it's presented because it almost to me this movie needs to be done as a farce. Like I was saying, like taking it to the next step, because even the judge Morgan Freeman, as good of an actor as he is, he's doing things that are unbelievable as a judge. He's letting this evidence in. He's then not quieting he's, his courtroom. He's acting ridiculously. Yeah, he's not. But he's not. If you're gonna have him talk, like there was one part where he's talking to a lawyer, and he almost goes into like Shakespearean. A little bit with the exchange. Oh, yeah, the behoovals. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so that I, caught me off guard. I, I was like, the one who behooves me. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. And then even for him to leave his stand, like not controlling the, the everyone out in the courtroom, um, getting them ushered out of there, leaving his stand to make that grandiose monologue almost seemed like something at the end of a Shakespearean play that they oh, would. It's a farce. It's yeah. All, it's all, yeah. It is a farce, but they're not, they don't want to play it as a farce. Right. Even so much so that we talked about the cast of a lot of recognizable faces at the beginning who they all in their small way come back when shit starts getting bad for Tom Hanks. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we support you, but we, you're fired. Yeah. The, yeah. You're fired. And, you need to move out. And the building needs you. Yeah. Once you to move yeah. out like Kurt Fuller, that guy who works for the building, um, you Does see he work for the building or is he just, yes. Yeah, oh, no, he's on the board. Yeah. He's on the board. The for... Oh, okay. Okay. So you see all these actors in the beginning, and we all recognize them because we know who they are. Sure. So we know they're going to play a bigger part later, even though, like we said, snippets happen early. We're like, oh, that's Kurt Fuller. No, that's this person. No, that's blah, blah, blah. Of but course. I... Yeah, they do come back. But in 1990, if you'd been watching this movie, I wouldn't have remembered that I'd seen those people earlier in the movie. Right. Later in the movie, I'd be going, Well, because their that? parts are un- are forgettable. That's The, the parts right. that they play when are did, forgettable. Um... Because Kurt Fuller, he was in Ghostbusters. When did? Um, he was Ghostbusters also eighty four. Wayne's World. Wayne's so World. Yeah, I would have probably got. Because the whole time I kept seeing Kurt Fuller, I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from Ghostbusters. That's the guy that worked in the mayor's office. That's See, the guy that worked in the mayor's ours, office." Ours is. You did Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I immediately thought. Interesting. Did you say that over and over in your head? I did. That's the guy who works in Wayne's World. I was like, that's who guy was he in the mayor's office? That's the guy who's in Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to. Oh, be you like, mean like Wayne's World? I was like, was he the guy that doesn't have a dick? The dickless. <laughs> dick- no, no, that's the guy. The other guy. That's the guy from Die Hard. Die Hard. That was the reporter. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. That man has no dick. So, yeah, I think if this movie is done as a farce, you can keep your same cast 
you, I mean, there's except for Bruce Willis. Yeah, for Bruce Willis. Well, fuck and, Bruce Willis. He's not even in this movie. The, char- not, the character why, shouldn't really exist. Keep him in there. Yeah, he should just. <laughs> he should just be. He should be a disembodied voice. That is all he should. But be. he's a horrible narrator. He is, or he needs to be the point person. Can he between... be the judge and Morgan Freeman can be the narrator? <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman. No, no, that's Tom Hanks. Is that screwed. hadn't happened yet. Um, but no, what or I was going to say is, shit. so if you're going to have all of these heads, uh, like the Reverend, the DA, and all these Tom Hanks lawyers, there has to be a conduit through all of them, and they do it a little bit when Bruce Willis is with Geraldo Rivera, and he's watching the Reverend getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing him recognize that this is all circus, right? And everything's well, going to play out the way that it's all yeah. for TV. It's all yeah, you know. right. And so Bruce was like, ha, 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 "Just another day in the big city, and I'm going to report it." He, we need to see him with each one of these people, right? Writing maybe an expose, and mm-hmm. maybe he's the one that gives the speech at the end instead of Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Because so what he's does the he one give the speech it? like at the, when he's wasted in front of all those people at the I ball, and then like, they're all there again. I don't know. This movie's a mess. It's, or it's just like he's narrating, like, that's his final article about the case. And that's his ending yeah, like, a paragraph, think, and that's just kind of like him. I think the movie, if the movie would have ended, the fact that, hey, I wrote this book, and this very important case happened to this city that I live in, that I love, and it still meant jack shit. Like, I think that would have been a the better The book would ending. have not been yeah, successful. If it would have not been as big as it, they make the book out to be. And he's still sitting in that shit-ass apartment on the floor because he's drunk and the phone's ringing because his boss is wanting to know where he's at. Yeah. Like, to me, that is a better like ending. Like, Tom Hanks gets away and becomes a hero and, like, makes even more money and everything that he's right. gone through even more morally ambiguous. That everyone else who was on top is still on top. Melanie Griffith gets off for what? Well, gets off. Yeah, she's Gets off, off for whatever reason. And he's she's the one. so wet in this He's movie. the one telling the truth. And, right. like, say the black family and the reverend, they win the lawsuit against the hospital. They drop the suit against Melanie Griffith, blah, blah, blah. And that Bruce Willis is still a drunk piece of shit and just, like... So the that story would show that the world we live in is shit and there's nothing that you could possibly do to change it, especially not one man, which is what he matter. tried to do. Yeah. To me, that is a better story. But, but, then, but then again, here we are trying to make a terrible movie better. Yeah, we are fansplaining... <laughs> Right. Right. We're like We are Star Wars fans. <laughs> That's what we do. We are constantly trying to make movies better. Is there anything else interesting about this movie that I think the most interesting character in this entire movie is the teacher washing his car. When he says that an honorable student No seriously, he says that an honorable student even even, oh, oh the teacher washing his car. The yeah. actor is actually in a Burt Reynolds movie called Sharky's Machine, but yeah, he's yeah, washing yeah, his yeah. red Corvette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. he says that an honorable student Your face though, Nick, you're like, like No no no, I was like, what the fuck is this? Guy? What movie are we watching? <laughs> is this Dangerous Minds? <laughs> I'm so drunk right now. Fat tire, so delicious New Belgium. Um no, this the teacher's line is uh, if a student is on the honor roll, means that they came to class and did not piss on the teacher. Mm. Yeah. Like, to me, that is a very hard look at what that kind of rural, or not rural. Urban. Urban. Rurals. Rural. That farmland of a town, the Where Bronx. And, yeah, Sorry, like what, a, do you, what are you saying? Judicial. It's a judicial system. Sir, he's drunk. Please take him out. Timmy's stuck in a well. Should, like, it's a hard look at what an urban um, right, school could be. Right, because what did 
all Bruce Willis wanted that teacher to say was that he was an honor student. Of course. And so he said he didn't he didn't make waves. Yeah, so he could quote. So he did. So yeah. he did. And so the front page yeah. was honor the student. Honor student. Yeah. Right. Graduation. He could quote him as saying as honor student. He wasn't student. a flunk out oh, student. Oh, imagine that. Bruce Willis' character is a piece of shit in this movie, too. Like, that's the problem. Playing there the are system. no good people in this movie. And that's what the movie's saying, but it's not doing that. It's having scenes go wow. on way too long when these people get their moments, like the DA, and he goes up to the map saying where all the voters are blah, blah, right. blah. And he's like, it's going to be the first time that a black DA wins. And he's like, oh, you're a white guy. I thought that was weird, too. He was really white. Right, that he was going to connect so well with the black people. And that's what this is supposed to be, is like everyone who has power is a piece of shit. And look at it. It's a circus. And it's all for nothing. But I didn't feel that way at the end of the movie. Like, like even so, even the kid's mom, right? Like, oh yeah, was like, soon oh, she was well, just like, what? I can get somebody needs millions a, of dollars. Pull a car around for me so I can go shopping because of my baby. And it's like, wow, okay, like that is just terrible. Like that's that's bad parent. It almost felt like this movie wanted to be. And this is an Oscar movie that ended up winning, but since everyone says the worst movie to win Best Picture is Crash. It's because Crash is a really bad movie. So, but that's what almost this feels like. But at least they were direct, solid, and dark. With well, they stuck with a single tell the theme story. and yeah, they went of for racism. it. Yeah. yeah, where this it was like, is it corruption? Is it absolute power? What's well, not that? It's, it's like absolutely. okay, and then you have the church involved. Right. You have media involved. You have the, the DA. Or You're the doing DA, it in the name of justice. The, the yeah, name of God. In the name of George Washington. <laughs> George Washington Carver. Honest Abe. Honest Abe. Honest Bill. Look, that guy don't tell no lies. <laughs> I did not have sex. She just blew me. <laughs> That's not sex. The blackest guys. president we've had since Obama. Guys, got since he became or before since, but since before. Uh, I don't Shef- know. Not Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I, like a lot of films that are this bad, they're pl- they're plagued with production issues. And uh, there is a book out. It's more facts. The, more facts. Yeah. <laughs> the Devil's Candy: The Bonfire of the Vanities Goes to Hollywood. Why is it called The Devil's Candy? I don't know. But apparently that does, it's written by Julie Salomon, and it was uh, Brian. Fuck her. Brian De Palma gave her just basically yeah. all the oh, okay. the war stories of making this flick, and one of them was surprise surprise. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Tom Hanks was a terror to work with, and Bruce Willis was a dream. Flip that. Oh, okay. flip that. Oh, oh yeah. wait, Bruno was bad. Uh, Bruno was bad. <laughs> Bruno was bad. <laughs> Apparently, they, you call they, the cast and the crew just so, disliked him the whole time because how, surprise, surprise of his big ego. Huh. Do we know how long this movie took to make? Like what the production cycle was? 14 minutes. No, from what I... I think it was like April to July, I think. So a long... long no, 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 no. April of 90 to July of 90. Yeah. Like, and that's pre-production and everything? or that's uh, I don't know. I think that was just production. Just like... Sh- I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Four months. I just, I just, four months is yeah. not. Nah, four months is yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it I took that long. Average. I mean, it's a big film um, with all those names. You probably only get them for four months. But God, if that, I mean, yeah. So I mean, Tom Hanks, though, kudos to him, because Bruce Willis n- didn't ever really go on. I mean, like Sixth Sense, like he did some semi-critically acclaimed movies. I say not go on to do any good movies. Well, I mean, I was gonna say action, right? We're like Tom Hanks. Have you seen any of the Die Hard movies after two? No, 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 no. He's been in a he lot. He did. Of them. He did action. 
He was oh, primarily oh, known oh, for you're talking about Oh, you're saying like a drama. A like, right. Like, like this, I think, was supposed to serious be... Serious actor. Right. Breaking in a little bit more Air of like... if you didn't see him. Well, he yeah. was in... What was it? Moonlight something? Moonlight. Well, that was yeah, prior Moonlight. to this. Yeah, Moonlight TV. Oh, was it yeah. prior, was prior to this? Prior to this. Um, he, I think this was supposed to be his break into like, I'm going to do some real stuff. He's yeah. not in the movie. No. And like, that's... To have an ego <laughs> he's like, this is easy. I got a big paycheck. I only had to be on set for about a week. I sit in my living room and record the rest of these lines. I'm Tom, drunk. Tom Hanks, on the other hand, I think what his next big movie after this was Philadelphia. Um, probably. Uh, I don't know. So I'm, look, well, I'm but, saying, yeah, is, I think so. He did not go down with. I think the, that was yeah, with I the think, bonfire of this movie. Well, did, I think I think he didn't this Harris was. Support it? No. Yeah, this was one. He he kind of had the same where he wanted to do a more of a serious yeah. serious role. But I'm saying this, movie but it wasn't until Philadelphia where yeah. he was actually respected as like a serious actor. I'm gonna guess that really he, like a drama. I like mean, a, when was um? I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna look it up. Yeah, because I mean, he was doing. <clears throat> he did Splash and he did Big. He came Bachelor that. Party. Bachelor Party was yeah. prior to the all man those. with one red shoe. Yeah. Um, uh, the Joe versus the Hulk. He did. Act, I think just prior to this was The Burbs, which I love. That's, yeah, that's one of my top. Dragnet. I really like that movie. So he was doing comedy. Yes, and so this was a little bit more of a serious. Got to play. Oh, so Wider here's Rage. what he did right after this movie. Yeah, well, yeah. which was. Um, oh, he did. Uh, what was the volcano? Um, Joe versus the volcano. That yeah, was that was before. Yeah. That was right before this. Yes. But right after this, in Sleep terms of just Seattle. film, no, oh. A League of Their Own. Oh wow! Boom. You did go. that before Philadelphia? Philadelphia was 93. So, well, here's his timetable. Well, this is movie releases. <sighs> he had a good 90s. This is movie oh, releases. So it's stupid 90s, Big yeah. was 88. Uh, yeah. Punchline was 88. Yeah. Burbs was 89. Yeah. Turner and Hooch was 89. Turner and Hooch, yeah. Joe versus the Volcano was 90. This pile of shit was 90. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe versus the Volcano is pile of shit, Bonfire too. of yeah. shit. It's the first... Uh, uh, Meg Ryan and him together. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's why that name sticks out for me. Um, a League of Their Own was 92. Sleepless in Seattle was 93. Holy shit. Philadelphia was 93. There you go. Forrest Gump was 94. Yeah. Apollo 13 was 95. Oh, give it to me. Toy Story was 95. <laughs> Daddy! And this is why he's my favorite actor. Saving yeah, Private Ryan was 98. We've got Mail was 98. Yeah, Toy Story 92. What no? I love we've you've got mail. Yeah, you, didn't you just watch that recently? I did. And you were just like, this was amazing. Oh, oh no, 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 no. We've got you've we've, we've got, got mail. We've got mail. We've all got, got the mail. mail. That's we've the sequel mail. that never happened. You've got mail is a beautiful vertical slice of what the '90s were about. It was the invention of uh, the internet coming into everybody's home, so everybody had AOL and Look, email. I'm, it was the big boom with Starbucks, so no, everybody I get was. It. I get it because like when Why I you give me shit? when I watch Sleepless in Seattle, you know, that when, movie is not good. when I watch. Oh my god, it is. They so are much on better screen for two. Well, yes, yes, it is. Wait, wait, but so him and Meg Ryan. Like, no, Sleepless in Seattle is not a good movie, but it's better than You Got Mail. Yes. Just because a movie is good or bad doesn't mean if I like it or not. Oh no no no! I'm, yeah, you can. Like I it like You Got Mail better than Sleepless in Seattle for I like the reasons on and. Got mail, but Steve Zahn's great in that yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, it's Sleepless in Seattle. They're on screen together for two, too, right? two minutes. Isn't he Tom They're Hanks best assistant? friends. Yeah, yeah they're best yeah, yeah. friends. Yeah, they're working on the, the bookstore together. I Fox. need to see these movies again. Fox. Watch Can you Sleepless spell cat? in Seattle first. They're on screen together for two minutes. It's the worst. Oh, and Sleepless? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're in opposite ends of the. Yeah, yeah she's in New York. She's in New York? Or he's, he's in Seattle. Yeah. But and he's sleepless. He can't fall only, asleep, right? He can't sleep. Well, no, that's the kid's name. When he sleepless? calls into the radio show, when they call him, when he calls into the radio station, oh, they sleepless. call him okay. sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. 
I mean, so that's the only difference in You Got Mail is they're like, all right, it's going to be Sleeps in Seattle. No, hold on. Well, no, Except You've Got Mail's a remake. We're going to, but we're, now we're going to see them. But I'm saying the way the studio. Oh, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure they pitch it as we're going to remake a movie that was already made. Called You Got Postal Mail. That's actually what the movie was about. You've got civil instead war of, letters. Instead of email or IM, it was uh, they <laughs> were writing Pen physical. Yeah, yeah, because they make a mention of it in the movie. Come on, man. My dear Meg, it has been a long My time since Meg. I've been in the embrace of y'all. Well, no, because Meg Ryan's mom. We travel south. Meg Ryan's mom talks about um, her, this guy that she knew that was in the war, and she used to write. He used to write her letters all the time, and that's the original movie of the remake. Wow. Anyway. Can we watch? You've got mail. What were you talking about? That was on the decline. I mean, I forgot where we were going with that. Decline of Hanks, because like from oh, that's what pissed me. Yeah, that's from ninety-two of A League of Their Own through Saving Private Ryan. You are. I mean, that's Hanks for the memories. That's that's it right (laughs) there. Oh wow, Hanks for the memories. That's not a bumper sticker. I don't know what is. So I mean, this could be anything. T-shirt. You know, I mean, that might actually navigate why Hanks took. A non, I mean, he's the starring male of A League of Their Own. Sure, but he is not the star of A League of Their Own. He stands out. I think. Well, mm, I don't know. I think he may have taken that. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I, if it were me, I think I would have taken that role just because it seemed like it was a fun role to play. What's that? A League yeah. of Their Own. And I'm saying yeah. this movie didn't destroy. This was Danny Dugan looked, or whatever. No, Jimmy Dugan. It, Jimmy. People said, "Well, this movie sucks," but Tom Hanks is a high water mark of it. And but he still had to lick his of wounds, this I'm sure. of this bullshit yeah, movie we just watched. Oh. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, I think everybody did as well as they could with the script. Again, it's like Star Wars. You can get the best actors wait, you wait, want. Wait. Bonfire of the Vanity is like, like Star, Star Wars. Wars. Quote it, quote it. <laughs> put it on the box. Put it on the box. Put it on the back. Release. Put it on the back of the bag. Brian De Palma's like, it's like Bag Star of shit. Wars. It's like Star Says Wars. Says Eric Hunter's but... podcaster of Real 90. <laughs> it's like Star Wars in the fact that it doesn't matter how good of an actor you can get. If the writing is garbage, then you just can't act your way out of a paper I mean, bag. I would say that's yes. with any movie, not just Star Wars. And there's two You have to have a no, good because... story first before you do anything. Mm, yes. No, because I'm, Ace Ventura was good because Jim Carrey was good. It is a trash bag movie. I like the and whole dolphin tra- getting stolen. Oh, really? And the and the, Dan the dude Marino. into a chick. Come yeah, on. I don't think Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Do you see has, what I'm saying? Though is like, a great. Yeah. I mean, I, my argument would still be that you have to have a solid story before you have a good. For most movie. movies, Ace Ventura isn't being listed. Like when people are talking about movies, they're not just like. Hey, you're not talking about Tone Loke. No, you're what? talking about Tone Loke. Excuse What's me? Tone Loke, the black me? guy. Who's what? His his business. There's this uh, the uh, the cop that he talked. That's Tone Loke. What? And Ace Ventura? Yeah. The, where he name? talked with his ass too? Yeah. That guy. The guy's a rapper. Great. I thought his name That's was Tone Loke. Fun fact. <laughs> I don't know. Not that fun. I know who you're talking about, but okay. Wh- what do you mean? What? Where did that come from? What's I'm Tone just Loke saying, about? Nobody talks about him being in the fucking right. movie. Only Jim Carrey. But this is right also- because Jim Carrey was on the fucking box. When also. Ace Ventura came out. I didn't see Tone Loke or Toon Toon Loke. Was Toon Locke? Tune. Jim Carrey though wasn't John Locke. The personality he was. Well, that's the, the movie that put him on the map. Sure. It was basically he didn't do that character on In Living Color, but it was like, hey, you know that guy does wacky characters in Living Color. Boom, Tone Loke. This Loke. is a good, <laughs> great, awesome. Give yourself. Well, a Well, I was like, wait a second. I know that's. His Give name. yourself a cookie. Do we have cookies? Well, make them. We've got cookies, right? Yeah, we have cookies. All right. Um, I, I, Toll House, they're a sponsor a, of the show. Hashtag not that. We are um, on a, Yeah, I just found out about that. 
that if you're a celebrity, that if you're like holding coke and you're like, mm, I love drinking coke in the summer. Hashtag not an ad. You only have to do hashtag an ad or hashtag yeah. not an ad. Yeah. That yeah. blows my mind. Beside the point. That people Continue. do that stupid. Well, I mean, our tangent we're running is that a story has to be good. Right. And we were talking about Ace Ventura. You have to have a good plan in place. Sure. Yes. I think Bonfire of Vanities is a fine story. Um, I don't think fine. It's, I don't know. It's a it's it's a good story. Yeah, I think yeah. it was it was I think executed it's very story. poorly. Exactly. When you're transferring book to I think Watchmen, I think is a great example. I had not read Watchmen. Oh, okay. Before seeing it, so the things they did in Watchmen, I was like, "Holy shit, that movie's fucking awesome!" I could have watched another three hours. But right. the people that read it, people that read it, said, hated it. I hated that you trimmed all the things that I loved about but it. But I, right. I mean, that could go with any book. Any yes. book that's moved into a movie, like you're taking a uh, something that could easily be eight to twelve hours yes. to be good, and you're trimming it down to what Hollywood makes. So what, here's what, another what the, example. Uh, is ninety minutes, and you're taking it and you're trimming it down to ninety minutes. Of course, you're going to lose. You have to decide what you're going to lose. From Godfather one to two, yeah, one of the biggest portions Which of Godfather for, two that people love is something that appears in the first book, which is the Robert De Niro, the Vito Corleone, Corleone backstory. Now, if you took that from Godfather 2 and put it in what the movie is as Godfather 1 that we know, I would say that's too bloated and that shouldn't have been in that movie. Uh, I've never seen the movie. But but you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, though. So, like, Godfather yeah, 2 is super long. Right. So, in this movie... Every time I watch Godfather, I, like, when it gets... Rubbing when he, out? I don't no, know. no, no, no. Are you he, edging when he goes the whole like, time? When he goes to Italy? Yeah. I always, for some reason, I'm like, am I still in Godfather? Or am I starting to watch Godfather Two? Like, it's such oh, a long ass movie. Yeah, it's movie. a long ass movie. But I'm just, but it's not Godfather Two long. Godfather Two, no. it's two discs yes. on on Blu-ray. Yes. That is a fucking long movie. But like with this, I feel I don't think the fat you would trim from this makes a whole other movie or even half of a movie. Mm. But it makes maybe what's important for a feature film well and i think you bring the pace up too it's it's real quick snaps it's it's you know the transitions would be better you'd you'd be able to stay longer on different characters because those scenes would be closer together and you'd be able to start connecting the dots on your own as bruce willis characters doing it or tom hanks character whoever the main protagonist of this fucking film is like but i mean I, i didn't feel a dirty distinction between the the races and the upper class and the lower class mm-hmm. like yes Tom Hanks's place was ridiculous sure he drove a Mercedes and his wife was vapid and well and well and loose. especially there was when he went back after he got arrested and out and he came back and they were having that quote unquote party well I've had it on the schedule for weeks like that was a oh and we're getting the divorce but not until after the party. Right, like that we was have to keep great. our image. But up. she felt like she and you kept on pointing her out and like, is she doing a character? So that was the thing. So th- that's what was kind of pushing me off of this whole movie was okay. So are we in his story? Are his we in being, Bruce Willis's yes, story, Bruce Willis. or because okay. because when you narrate, right? Is it like a Stranger Than Fiction kind of vibe where it's well, not even that. It's like okay, well, he is telling me this story that happens in real life. So Let me tell you about this thing that Eric is, is motioning to Ricky. I'm going to exaggerate. Exactly, yes. you're going to exaggerate characteristics about people. You're going to add things. You're going to remove and things. That's not the movie, right? Yes. That's what I when we were introduced to her, and at least the first 35 minutes of her. That's exactly what I thought. That he was just. He had a very small right. chance, to and and you're left, yeah. and you're with that that opening shot where he starts to do his narration, where he's being pushed through the the 
the the basement or whatever of right. that arena the, where he's the just story like he's telling like the main character story? is not even here exactly. tonight yeah. and let me tell you about that transition transition and it tar- starts on a stormy night blah 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 and then yeah. I'm a so dick. yeah even reading the synopsis I'm thinking that oh we're we're in this fictitious story that he's talking right. about right. he is the author of the story he's yeah. telling us and these are the characters who inhabit it we find out that it's a true story that he actually is one of the characters he wrote articles it. on it and then he wrote a book about the event but. And I know she, Kim Cattrall's portrayal of that socialite bugged you. I actually think she's the only person who's acting like she's in the movie that the movie should have been. Who's that? Kim Cattrall, his wife. So you're saying that she's the only one that... Is playing the farce. She's playing the larger than life of like what we would perceive like those... Like Thurston Howe on Gilligan's Island, like mm-hmm, the super mm-hmm, rich people, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's all about appearance. Like, Buffy. Sure. Yeah. And so she's playing that. And as Tom Hanks' character, he can be meek and he can, you can morally look yeah, at Yeah, Tom Hanks' character is supposed to be small and insignificant. Yeah. And like he's having these struggles and he likes what he has, but he also likes fucking Melanie Griffith and her big titties. With her nips hanging out. Yeah. Who would? But so you I have, mean, to have him. Again in between all these larger-than-life representations of these characters. Right. And it almost feel like Morgan Freeman's the other one who's like, man, I'm tired of being in this circus. Am I sane and everyone else is crazy? Or am I crazy and everyone else is sane? Kind of. I don't know, Principal Skinner. <laughs> mentality. But so like that's what it was. And with at least Kim Cattrall, she felt like she was like, oh, I know what this story is. I know what my character is. Right. Let's do it. But she sticks out like a sore thumb because, because nobody else, else is doing, doing it. it. Everybody's doing it, Nick. Everybody. Nick, Everybody. do you got some accolades? I do. I have some accolades. Oh, some raspberries, I'm sure. Well, it did. It got. Uh, oh, did it get some Razzies? It didn't get any. It was nominated. Melanie oh. Griffiths. So close. Not Worst bad, actress, Melanie Griffiths. <laughs> gave you the nod. Uh, Kim Cattrall. Um, Wait, start over. Worst actress was Melanie Griffith? What, uh, nominated. Oh, no. These were all nominated. Oh, uh, okay. Except Sorry. for the one. Uh, supporting actress Kim Cattrall is getting the nom and not winning. Well, it's like you suck, but you don't, don't suck, suck enough. enough. You're you just a in soft that. Dick. You suck a soft. She dick. loves sucking a soft dick. Screenplay, which was Michael Christopher, he got uh, nominated. What yeah. else did he write? Um, he wrote uh, the Witches of Eastwick, which uh, was okay. uh, Cher yeah, and yeah, Cher and Nicholson. Where they do like the whole, yeah. I believe I always get the, I get yeah. uh, the the, like the voodoo the doll and shit, yeah. and he's yeah, yep, yep, he's yeah. the devil, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the witch, uh, amongst other things, but that too. was the most notable thing yeah. that, and by notable I mean the only one that not I bonfires of vanities. He did write the bonfire, did he? Just the screenplay. I imagine that. Uh, let's see, um, director Brian De Palma was nominated for a Razzie, worst picture Brian De Palma. But he did win a, which I never even ever heard of, Stinker's Bad Movie Award. <laughs> he got a worst picture. So he that's won not that. good, right? That's not you. good, Stinker's. So the raspberry is a giant raspberry, and Stinker's Bad is a toilet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. And sadly, Stinker's awards are no longer. Uh, uh, so you're saying that we need to bring it back. We need to bring it back. Oh, this movie, I would give the I think the Stinker's went away in like oh, 97 or something like that. <sighs> So Finally. we need to we need to revive it. Always remember, never we forget. Oh, yeah, never forget. <laughs> never forget. So do we know the sting? Never surrender. In your, in your research, did you see anything that where Tom Wolf expressed how he thought of the movie? Oh shit, that would be good. Oh, that would be interesting. Damn. No, I didn't. 
Did you? Damn, no. Oh. <laughs> You're going to pull the some budget, shit out of your ass like, well, listen to this, motherfucker. I was the only one that did research, so. I called no, this dick. I looked up the budget. Oh, I knew you this. did? I I found this. That you this searched the Bonfire of the Vanities on IMDb. It's all line no, four of the budget. It was Wikipedia. It was oh, Wikipedia. No, I searched Biggest Flop of 1990. <laughs> <laughs> I check Wikipedia, see if it's got anything. You're taking a dump and you're like, oh, So in the meantime, uh, what, are we doing our rating? It's reals. It's reals out of five. How many times do we do this? Jesus. I don't know. Have you listen. Well, to it's this been a episode? month since we did the yeah. one. And it doesn't like matter. We've been doing nine this years before now. Yeah, but it was like a three-year high. Yeah. Well, that's true. We yeah, but nobody class. knows that because they're just listening to shit in succession. In succession. In succession. Ten minutes I ago. did want to read Ten one review ago. that I saw, which I thought, personally, it summed up the movie. It is like a stand-up comic who's not getting laughs but can't leave the stage. Yeah. Like this movie just that kept is really, pounding just keeps going and, and pounding. Like, you didn't think this was funny? We're going to take it up a notch. You didn't think this was funny? We're going to take it up a notch. Like, I, I thought that was a really good... That's exactly to me, that summed up the movie. The scenes went on too long. Like, the scene was It just got good, more and more outlandish, yeah. so they could try to get laughs, and it just... Yeah. It's like they watched the dailies, and they were like, all right, this... All right, let's take it up a set. And they went and rewrote everything. And oh, we didn't. Let's make. Let's do a lot. Oh, let's give him a shotgun and you just start shooting it in his apartment. That was probably my favorite scene. Of that the was movie. pretty good. When he snaps, like yeah, it's because he, yeah. he realizes he's he's finally seeing reality as it is, and not through rose tinted glasses. Him. And yeah. he's not really doing the Hanksian like, like why well, not? I get it. Like where he doesn't like big wide eyed and like. Kind of raises his voice. He seemed very like even kill. He's like, well, I know what I gotta do. Like I read a story about a guy who took off his shoe and put the gun in his mouth, and he used his toe to pull the trigger. <laughs> He's like, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, satisfactory. So, reels, so yes, out of out of, out of five, five reels, five being the best, zero being the worst. <laughs> I don't know if anything's gotten a zero reel on this. I think we at least give them uh, a half, half. Yeah, half. I think we've all. I'll give this a two. Two reels. Two reels. I'll give it a two. I think that's what we gave Ghost. Uh, <laughs> we did. I might have given Ghost. No, we, we all, we, we all, because I looked. Really, I it thought was, we agreed. I thought Eric no, and no, I no, were no. on one. No, I, we all. I agreed. looked it up. It was the first time that all I mean, three just of because, us agreed. I mean, I'll say it right. Just because same. it's the the flop or the the box office, the blockbuster of that year. I'm mm. not gonna say, I don't like Ghost. I'm just, it's not my movie. I'm not gonna rewatch either one of them. New. Um. If you had to choose, it would. Which one would you have to rewatch? If I had to choose, which one I would rewatch? Probably Ghost. Yeah. Just because if I'm rewatching, it's probably with someone else. Right. And, and they're trying to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, put in Ghost. Maybe we fool. Maybe around. we fuck. Yeah. That scene I, you thought why about, do I turn Russian when we watch Ghost? That scene understand. you thought where he goes with know. massage clay up with girls let does me, not happen. Let me put in, huh? Let me There's put in. There's a very in. awkward scene with Whoopi Goldberg is dancing with girl, although it is Ghost in Whoopi. I don't think you're Russian anymore. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you're sticking with two. I'm sticking with two. Sticking with two. Ghost good. <laughs> it's Ghost good. And here, I'll say why, because I... I Tom Hanks is my my favorite actor that's of all true. time. So yeah, Tom so, Hanks to me brought this up. Yeah, that's okay. I get so that. So I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. And the worst thing going for Ghost is no Tom Hanks. There's no Tom Hanks in it. That's very true. Yep, that's <laughs> yeah. what would be my review. So if you this replace, movie doesn't have Tom Hanks in it, if two, you replace two reels, if you replace 
Right on the back of the bag. Tom Hanks alone is a reel all by himself. He if, could stand on screen and fight. It would be a reel. If you replace one actor in Ghost that's not Patrick Swayze. Tom Hanks. Who do you replace Tom Hanks with? Oh, like, make him the Tom villain. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Has he that's ever your played answer. the villain? That is it's Nick's answer. Nick, that's your answer. <laughs> the villain? He's a little bit of a villain. Has he ever played this. a villain? And what? He's a little bit of the villain at the beginning of this. Mm, I would replace Demi Moore with Tom Hanks. Okay. And Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> oh, with, God, that'd be Tom awesome. Hanks. with Tom Hanks. As Tom yes. Hanks. It would be a multiplicity. Hanks production. <laughs> a Hanks production. Um, so, yeah, rating, Eric. What do you give? Uh, I'm going to have to give it one. Wow, God. It's just, I mean. <laughs> Ooh, that one hurt. I respect your decision. And it's only getting a one because it has Tom Hanks in it. <gasps> Oh, yeah, okay. Because he's that worth the real amount. No, it's there's, it's too much of a blo- it's too much of a mess. It's too much of a mess. Like I can't, I can't. I just can't. I, yeah, I, I just can't, can't explain my reasoning for the. No, no it's there's there. This thing has nothing positive going for it. Taking out the actors, <clears throat> um, everything sticks out like a sore thumb. Nobody seems to be committed to the role, of the what the story that is behind their. It, it's just not. It's just not a good movie. No, it's just everybody seems so flat, like they're except all one-sided. Hey, oh, that's a booby well, joke with her nits hanging out. <laughs> Every nits. character, like, it's just. I'm curious as to if this, if the book is really that good, or if it was just a poor year for books that year. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, there is you nothing, know, 1982, real bad year for books. Like, you know, it's. There's nothing substantial in this film that I can be like, I, there's nothing I can put my foot on and say, this is a good part of the movie. I can stand on this because of this small section here. There's none of that. Yeah, it's unfocused. It's just, yeah, it's... it. What story are you telling? It's just, it's so, it's bad all yeah. the way around. I like, think they just chose the wrong, the they should have focused on one character and... Or they should the have picked a, just a different story. No, like I agree with Reggie. I think the story was good. It wasn't I don't amazing. Think it is. I think it was a... like I think it's poorly told. I think it's unfocused. Yeah, it's, it's po- incomplete. It's poorly it's told, told, but it's a good but it's story. A good story. Like, well, that fucking... was poorly told. Oh Jesus! I could say that about every fucking movie. No, don't say it's Ventura. It's like <laughs> Keanu Reeves reading Shakespeare. Uh, what light shines exactly. beyond the window breaks. Right. Okay, so it's a good Shakespearean play, but it's the wrong medium for it to be told through like through keanu reeves as a mm-hmm. medium wow mm-hmm. that's amazing he's it also is. in the matrix which i just started those yeah, those are movies i haven't seen in a very long time and i Star never Wars. will i'm trying to think of a movie that the story but that's what i was trying to say that's, that was that you're trying thing. to find where it's a good story but it was no 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 i can't told. compare it to another film that is that is this like i felt just off the entire time i'm watching this movie there's probably plenty of books that that is the case, similar to Probably. this. Um, so I mean, like one book in particular. I mean, it uses an actor we, we're talking about, Forrest Gump. Yeah, the book yes. is way more expansive. Oh yeah, and tonally, it does not fit the movie all the way. The movie is humorous, but the book is a little silly in parts. Where I think Robert Zemeckis, being a good director found where the heart was in the movie and what story to tell with that character and trim the fat and really focused the tone sure. of what it is. Yeah. This, it doesn't seem like De Palma 
Maybe De Palma did have a story that he wanted to tell, but then the studio shoved in big names. Or so too many big names. Or he had a great movie and it got ripped to pieces on the the editing floor. I mean, I don't you know. could kill I a think, movie like I think this it's in editing. The, the earlier, I think it's the studio that had a lot of. It's from what I've read, it was, sounds like the studio had a lot of influence on this. Mm. Like he had a, a vision in mind, and they just came in and they said, no, which, "We're which, doing this." Yeah, which happens to a lot of films. That well, of way. course. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they have to look at the bottom line and be like, look, we're dropping forty seven million dollars on this. Yeah, yeah, we need to. So we need to, we need to make we're going to give you this actor, this actor, and this actor because right right away with their name on the marquee, they're going to bring in the budget. Well, they yeah. were wrong, obviously. Well, but. another De Palma film is very earlier early in his career. Carrie is from a book, right? Yeah, and that movie is super focused. It has a really great tone. Well, yeah, the, it's got the character's character. name in the title. Yeah. yeah, and so I would maybe much play... like Forrest Gump. Yeah, because I was going to say Harry Potter, yeah. but it's about Harry Potter, so that makes sense. But you could look at the. I mean, obviously, those movies are extremely successful. But yeah, sure. I've read the books. I think you've read the books. Yeah. I don't know if you've read the I books. Don't read. I don't read at all these <laughs> words. I pay people to read But to me. if you read the books, obviously they leave out a ton. I mean, the books yes. are freaking, they're very Right, long. but it's not like, okay, so if this. But m- the movies are if the If the book would have been called Sheldon blah, 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 whatever his last name Sherman. was. Sherman. Sherman. What did I say? Well, Sheldon Sherman McCoy. McCoy. It's McCoy. Sherman McCoy. Yeah, that's right, because the, the book he writes is called The Real McCoy. The yeah. Real McCoy, the something lamb or whatever. Uh, the, uh, the, the Forgotten the, Lamb. The Forgotten Lamb. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm wondering if the the tone. I don't know. Like, it's, when do you write a book? Do you write the the title first and then you write the book, or do you write the book and then the title comes? Like, why does it matter that to have a journalist? To, I'm tr- trying to think of because it's framed in Bruce Willis's story. I'm even trying to remove Bruce Willis playing that character and the motivations of why they give him more screen time and they book have him book into the story. There isn't any. There's no reason for that character to be writing a book. Right. The only. Per- way that he works in the story is being the journalist who's uncovering these things to help tom hanks to help sherman and well and he was the reason for the tape too right he well, found that's out about saying, the to tape help yeah to help. but the only reason that you would have him become the super stupid famous author off of this is to show that he finally found his way into this system that we were showing how terrible it was throughout the movie and that's why they are right. in the audience sherman's not in the audience all these people the da the reverend the lawyers are there and now bruce willis is a piece of shit like them because he's profiteering off of the game right in the circus but that doesn't come across in the movie like no again we're i mean maybe that's why he's a fall down drunk at the end he can't right. live with what he did, so he's just yeah, yeah. But that doesn't come off though because he's no. drunk the entire time. No, 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 like no. I don't think we've seen him sober. I take that back. The only time I can remember seeing him sober throughout this movie was in the restaurant when the dude dies, when he has the heart attack. Like the I don't see him. Drinking, yeah, yeah the other guy's the one who's drinking. Yeah, and not yeah. him. That's the only time I can remember him being sober. Right. So I see what you're saying of like if he was sober and then like he realized. Yeah, then when he became an he alcoholic, he's just like, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So two. Wait. wait yeah, two there's reels, two reels. One, one, one reel. One, one. Um, there's a better movie. You here. can do halves and quarters. Yeah. No. Well, we I can't mean, do quarters. We can't no quarters. No I'm quarter not making reels? that graphic. I'm not making that graphic. You make graphics. I made the graphics for the fucking reels. There's a half really? reel up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Where'd you put it? 
What, what do you? It's up my site. ass. What do you care where I put it? Do we have a website? Oh, yes. Real ninety <laughs> oh Good. See how I made you plug it? Boom. You were gonna plug it at the end. Oh, I was. Yeah. I'm gonna and shit and down stuff. your throat. Oh, um, that's God. gross. Okay. Uh, I'm, I gonna, gotta, I'm gonna give you a Bruce Willis. <laughs> I gotta give a it Bruno, one. an old Bruno. I gotta give it one two. And not one two. Just because it's oh one as well. Yeah, one as well. Not because it's just a bad movie, <laughs> because maybe your track record shouldn't be held against you. There are too many good people working on this. Yeah, there's a for lot this of, to be yeah. as bad as it was. Like my expectations. When you, like I said, if you looked at the poster in 90, and it's like, <coughs> Bruce Willis and Tom Hanks and Melanie Griffith, Morgan Freeman wasn't huge yet, but like, and it's a Brian De Palma uh, film. I don't know if that's not true. I mean, he did Glory, he did. Yeah, and The Electric Company. Like, he wasn't, he was big. He wasn't Morgan Freeman. He wasn't. He wasn't. He, wasn't <laughs> he was Morgan Freeman, not Morgan Freeman. He wasn't Shawshank Redemption Morgan Freeman narrator. Unfor- no, Unforgiven is what really started to then yeah. be like, oh. Well, really? not a long he did spider? Driving Miss Daisy prior to this. Well, oh, so, yeah. shit. So, yeah. so, that, okay. so he was Morgan Freeman. He was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was Morgan Freeman. Uh, Thanks, Eddie Murphy. Morgan <laughs> Freeman. Um, so, yeah, there's too much expectations, and that sucks that. That is what knocks it harder, but there's just almost no excuse for this to be as bad of a movie as it was. Someone fart? Yeah. It smells like shit. Yeah, here. It wasn't yeah. me. Uh huh. We'll cut this part out. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. At, like, I feel like editing. I, at the end of the day, I think it was either editing killed this or editing made this film what it is. One of the two. Either they didn't have enough good material. Maybe they saved it with it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they either they had they didn't have enough material to make a really good movie, or it was a halfway decent movie, and then for whatever reason the studio edited the shit out of this movie. I don't know if there's like a ton of like deleted scenes on the DVD or something. Oh my god, the scenes go on so long there shouldn't be any deleted scenes. Well, more. I want more scenes. Yeah. I want more. Really? Dude. So no, it's I a two-hour movie. We, give it we need two, more. One and one. <sighs> Before we get out of here, um, we where will, are we going? We will plug the next. Uh, I thought this was a hit. rehearsal. Yeah, but we're not even recording, Ricky. Before we go and before we plug our next episode, what that's going to be? Um, has anybody watched anything they would like to recommend or say stay away? I would recommend, uh, and I think you actually recommended it to me, which was Get Out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I watched Get Out, which was I think probably all three of us think. Man, to me, that just... is one of my favorite. Suspense thriller that films movie. If, of this if year. anybody who wants to make a horror movie of any kind, if they don't take that as a staple of this is how you make a horror movie, I'm well. Saying, all right, is it a horror movie? Year? Absolutely. Okay, it's, it's fucking. I call it. A, it I, is fucking terrifying. No, 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 no. no. Here, because to me, horror. Maybe I'm thinking. Genre. Well, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Suspense thriller. Suspense right, thriller. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, so I would say it's a suspense yeah. thriller. It's not, it's not a romance. I guess to me, in my mind, a horror is like slasher. A slasher, but I guess you could call that a gore movie, which is a. Yeah, there's splatter films, there's monster films, there's... They all anyway. sit underneath horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that actually Get Out is going to change the landscape for the good and for the bad for horror movies for the next year, mm. because I think they're all going to be socially um, and politically motivated, mm-hmm. like Get Out, and I think we're going to see a lot of more suburban, what goes on in the backyard, what goes on behind the front door sure. of Stepford Wife kind of... Purge-ish. Yeah, but I think even society, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. like we're we're our own worst enemy, Politi- and it's not these, these. I look at you, and I don't know what you where you politically stand. Are you right. my friend or my well? Child? It's more right. of just just 
person against person. It's not this spiritual being. This house is well, haunted. Well, it's right. It's the devil's yeah, coming up people. and like doing it's that. That kind of hand is bad still, things. For some reason, those are still well. You have Insidious. Well, you have you have um, uh, the Conjuring and stuff. Movies like that where it is the, the spiritual. Being. You mentioned yeah. the documentary or whatever. Uh, there's a movie called Devil's Candy with Ethan Embry, which I think, and the guy from uh, Identity, who is the bald guy with the twitchy eye, who's the one that's crazy. Oh yeah, he's the priest, and um, he's, uh, in, a lot of, he's yeah. in a lot of movies. He's in the priest in um, uh, Constantine. Yeah, yeah, and he was on a show for the longest time too. But so it's about um, satanic and like possession and doing what the devil tells you kind of thing. And Ethan Embry, uh, it's probably the best thing I've ever seen him in. I would have never known it was him for a while if I didn't know going into the movie. Oh really? But the ending, it kind of has like that paranormal activity, like stuff at the end where it's just like. Oh, this is how it ends. Oh, it's the uh, Stephen King ending. Yeah, it's aliens. And where Get Out, mm. the ending. Yeah, yeah the Good. ending's fucking brutal. Good. Yeah. Hum- Good the way ending. it plays with humor, the way it plays with suspense, the yeah. symbolism, race. Yeah. I mean, right. that whole movie yeah, is all... filled with race. I mean, it's really, really good. It's good acting. But yeah, that and then I was watching, uh, like I mentioned before, The Matrix. I started a started that up. So. We actually almost watched. I my brother. I gave him two selections of two movies I had only seen once. Mm-hmm. It was The Matrix and Jaws, but we picked Jaws. Um, but I think I have a hard time going in, getting excited. I haven't watched Matrix since the one time I watched it. Getting excited about watching it again because I'm tarnished by two and three. Two and three are really bad. Three. I get the ending. So here's what yeah. you do: you go and you download the mega cut. Oh yeah, where it's two and three together. It's a it's a two and a half hour. Yeah, because movie. two. I mean, because they came out in the exact same year. They but, were shot. Yeah, they were shot back to back. One, two, two and three compared to one, they look nothing alike. Oh right? yeah, no, it's One's a completely like different blues movie. Blues and purples and grays, and two and three are like green and black. Well, that's because they're on. They're in the. I mean, real one was world. green. Well, they make him out to be Jesus too, and it was like, yeah, you didn't have to do that. Like, we got that from the beginning. But what happened with two and three is that they do a lot more CGI Neo, Mm -hmm. which was that threw me off the floor when I saw that. Was when it's like he turns. Fucking, I hate any movie that's like that's where it's like you have this guy that's the strongest ever, and this guy that's the strongest ever, and we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight like Man of Steel. Figures just, just yeah. Yep. When you're a little kid, and you just like and you just smash them together the whole time, <laughs> and nobody wins at the end. It's yeah. just oh, and it, I mean, yeah, drives they me insane. The religious, but it's two and three are less philosophical, right? Like, well, no, at is, that at, at two and three is all about survival at that point. It's, yes, it's all so yes. there's two stories. It's all about the survival of the human race, and it's the survival of Smith. That's what yes. the movie ends up becoming. It's not about the ph- philosophy. It's not about the idea of what the Matrix is. The first movie, no, yeah. it's all about. Yeah, because that was already explained in one. Race. So yeah. now we're just okay. Now we we know what the Matrix is. Yeah, now why we're just would I live Now look at all the cool the shit we could do with. Yeah, it. that's what I don't I like. Look at me. That's what I don't like about science fiction movies. It's not about showing the cool shit. Explain. It's me. not about showing the suit. Well, I shot this scene just so I could show off how cool the suit was. Thanks, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thanks. So, Eric, what did you watch that you would highly um, recommend or, like, stay the fuck away? Uh, besides Bonfire Vanish. Oh, because Bonfire Vanish is not good. Oh, Heavy Metal. I watched Heavy Metal last the night. The animated movie? The animated movie. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Man, he- uh, Heavy Metal is this. Talk about titties. A lot of, lot of animated tits. Um, <laughs> How'd that make you feel? Were you like, like what type uh, of animation? Like Japanimation? No, no. Like no. St- it's American animation. It's okay. like it's like if Scooby, it's like if Scooby Doo. Did Kevin Eastman work on Heavy Metal? 
Ooh, if you did, I didn't see his something name with something with Real Ninety. I, I thought I remember talking to someone. It wasn't Trace Value. That mm. <sighs> so uh, heavy Maybe metal. Movie, heavy metal started off um, as a uh, magazine of about heavy metal music, and for every ep- issue of the magazine, they had these small comics. It was okay. just really short stories, very odd um, stories. So basically, the movie is just taking the more popular ones and putting them all together mm. into a long feature film. Um, it's it's still weird to watch just because of the stories are very graphic. They're very um, it's very erotic. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of graphic sex in it. So it's like a graphic novel, like sort of, yeah. Um, but the, the the story is about this this ball of energy, which says that he is um, death mm-hmm. or the devil or something like that. He finds this girl, this little girl. Um, and tells her these eight stories of his, his influence through all these different civilizations and what happened and no matter what happens, um, how, how grand somebody thinks that they are, uh, he can always influence them to do wrong and to kill and that kind of thing. So it's what's this on? Um, it's, you have to download it. It's okay. not on any. It's like but it's probably on DVD. Yeah. So the yeah. problem is, is there's a shitload of heavy metal music in it. There's fucking Dio and Black Sabbath and Megadeth. So they had to stop making the VHS tapes because they didn't have the license for the music Residuals. anymore. Right. Oh, so, so they have actual like heavy metal. Yeah, it's actual. Yeah. So license copyrighted. Yeah. So okay. it's um. Huh. It, it's something worth watching just because it's so weird and out there and you just don't see shit like so that. So is it one movie or is it like a series for it's every comic? It's one movie. No, it's one movie that tells eight different stories. And okay. there were there were other movies after it? So there's one after that. It's called Heavy Metal 2000. That is more of a movie movie where it's you take this protagonist and this antagonist and then they fight it out kind of a thing. So uh, weird. Kevin Eastman, its first uh, paragraph in Wikipedia – Kevin Eastman is an American comic book artist and writer best known for co-creating alongside Peter Laird of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eastman is also the editor and publisher of the magazine Heavy Metal. There you go. Huh. So it's 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 fun to watch just because it, it it's this kind of interesting out of body experience that you have with it because it's like I was saying it's nothing like you've ever seen before. So um, watching it as it as it's like as raw as it is, it's it's a fun. It still it holds up. It still holds up. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely would watch heavy metal. Uh, ironically, this uh, last week, I think it was a Wednesday, maybe. Um, it's always a Wednesday. I had wanted to watch, and it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. So if you don't have Hulu, unless you're able to download it, I don't know where you'd see it. Uh, cool documentary called Batman and Bill. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And it's yeah. about Bill Fingers, who, if you don't know, now is finally listed after 75 years as being a co-creator of Batman. So when it says Batman created by Bob Kane, it now has to say and Bill Fingers. Right. Hmm. Here's the thing. Bob Kane didn't create Dick. Right. Turns out uh, Bob Kane went into a publisher's office and said, hey, I know how much people that write Superman make. Um, I'll have a character to you, character to you by, by Monday. And it was like on a Friday. He went home, called... He did a sketch of a guy, a blonde-haired guy in a red leotard with, like, a Zorro black mask, or, like, what Robin's mask ended up being, and big metal wings, and wrote, The Batman. 
character looked nothing like Batman. Right. He didn't write any backstory. He didn't come up with anything else. He said, shit, this isn't good enough. Called his friend Bill Fingers, who was uh, a writer and a penciler too, an artist, and said, can you come over and help me with this? I'm going to present it on Monday. And he said, well, Red, um, if he's a superhero, how about he fights crime at night if he's like a bat? Um, Red would stand out. Let's put him in grays and blues. And let's put an emblem on his chest of the bat. And the big metal wings don't really help. He needs to be able to get around. Let's make it a cloth cape. And, like, right. give him a cape. Did everything, like, yeah. Made him look like Batman, as you know. Oh, it's kind of like looks. Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas, who had oh, yeah. nothing to do with A Nightmare that's Before people's Christmas. That's people's non-research. Sure. Um, but then so comes up with Batman's parents getting killed and him watching him in Crime Alley and, him become, and then seeing the bat and going, I'm going to become a superhero named Batman. Right. He came up with Robin. He came up with the Penguin. He came up with the Joker. He came up with Two-Face. He came up with Scarecrow. He came up with the Batcave, the Batmobile, and Gotham City. So what happened? Um, it's a great documentary. You should. I was going to say the short version. But yeah, Bob Kane, when he went in on Monday and said, here's what it is. Oh. Uh, he said, but, to DC Comics, which was actually named something else at that time. It wasn't just Detective Comics? Um, no, it was actually something completely different. Oh, with really? an I and a P or something like that. Um, I mean, I do. <laughs> uh, he I said, do. look, I, I want to I wanna do this, blah, blah, blah. But we have to do an exclusive contract that says I am the sole creator of it. Ah, uh, so he just turned around and fucked Bill. Yeah, and then okay. he met Bill after that meeting and said, oh, man, they really... You know, they loved it, and they're going to do it. I'm just going to pay you personally. It's a lot easier to have just one person listed as the creator. That sucks. To muddy the water. Wow. <laughs> there you go. 75 and years later. Long and short of it is to... Is he still alive, retro- Bill Fingers? No. No, no, he's well, been dead So years. Bob Kane became a bajillionaire, uh, and there's a lot of great... There's a lot of great specifics to watch documentary if it feels like I'm spoiling sure. it now. Um, Bob Kane died in 1998, got to see Batman become basically as big as it's going to be. Because, I mean, it's still huge. Yeah. But it's in the 90s with the Tim Burton and then with sure. even Batman and Robin. It's as big as it was going to be in the 60s with Adam West. I said ironically because I watched this Wednesday and Adam West passed away on Friday. Oh, thanks. Thanks um, for watching I that. didn't do that. <laughs> um, but Bob Kane, bajillionaire, Bill Fingers dies penniless in a one-room apartment. In 1973. Wow. Jesus. So he saw nothing. Yeah, he saw nothing. So well, his, did he have a family? Well, and so that's the thing. I was going to say, is to his stay, family going to get in? To state claims to anything being retroactively done to it, there's obviously a lot of illegal, and you got to prove what the person did. It has to be a direct heir to the person that you're staking this oh, okay. for. It can't be you or me, an outside or an illegal team, and I have all this evidence. They're like, doesn't matter. got to be a direct heir. Right. Through the guy who they're following in this documentary who's uncovering all this and writing a book, he's like, well, he Bill was married once and he had a son. Oh, he has a son. I just got to f- track down his son. Oh, his son was gay and died of AIDS in 1992. Brutal. So there's no more blood like there's no direct heirs. No. Then he finds out that his that Bill Finger's gay son, Fred, was married to a woman briefly in the early 70s and had a daughter. Oh, weird. And huh. so then it's it's just about That's tracking cool. all that and a lot of specifics. Oh, that sounds really good. Huh. Not even that it was about Batman. Just That just sounds like a good story. Oh. It sounds way better than Bonfire Ban- oh, Ban- Banners, so it, it, would, it would make a fantastic movie. It was really interesting. And it was 
I was just so enraged that someone would do what Bob Kane did. Oh, man, people do that shit all the time. I shit on you guys all the time. <laughs> you do. Well, and I know that Stan Lee, you know, gets the credit for Marvel, but he ne- Stan Lee has never shied away from saying Jack Kirby sure, did yeah. this, this, I know this. that name much more than Bill Fingers. Right. Well, it's also named Bill Fingers. <laughs> I wouldn't forget that name. And the other movie, actual movie I watched, Hurricane with Denzel Washington. If you haven't seen that, that's a great biopic. Is that a boxing? Mm-hmm. Okay. True story. Mm-hmm. So what so is Fargo? <laughs> no, Fargo is not a true story. It says it at the beginning it's based of the on movie. A true story. <laughs> yeah. What about Saving Private Ryan? You Shaving can't put Ryan that Private? on there. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Why can't I yeah, put it? It's based on a true story. <laughs> because it's, uh, you're a... But, Damn it. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> World War it's a II movie. really happened, right? Yeah. So sh- Saving Private Ryan yeah, was There's real. a place called Fargo based on a true story. Right. Do we... Do, does anybody have what the next movie is for 1991? We talked about it. Oh, Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah, Terminator 2. Oh, that's they the knew before we did. That's yeah, the that's flop, the... huh? Wow. Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> Jeez. Man, they shouldn't have went past Terminator. Yeah. Terminator This will be weird. Um, I have not seen Terminator 2 as an adult. Like the last time I saw really? Terminator 2. Yeah, the last time I saw Terminator 2, I was like 12. Hmm. Wow. And I had, to, I had to sneak watch it. That's because another, it was on cable. It's a good movie, but that like, is a long like a three hour midnight. We, we Holy shit, eight. is it really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we might have to pick a different day to like start earlier. We, yeah, 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 yeah. We just watch the movie at home and then come. It's fun to watch it. I know. Other. It's fun to talk. It's fresh. It's fresh. A lot of it go, what's going on. <laughs> Not true. I knew. I mean. So, you know, yeah. get your nerd cap on for the next episode do Whoa. nerds wear caps i've no. never taken mine off so. oh okay so. all right we'll I can't keep wait to it talk on about then. the time travel and oh, also the man. sequel versus the first God, you know if it supersedes terrible. so yeah in the meantime watch terminator 2 um send us watch an, it with and us. bonfire of vanities of the vanities oh on a side note uh, Simpsons episode Bonfire of the Manatees. <laughs> Nothing to do with the movie. Wow. They just took the uh, the just title. The title. <laughs> That's amazing. It's just the so title. So you're telling me that the Simpsons already did it? The yeah. Simpsons yes. did it. Yeah. yeah, and their title was better than the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the entire movie. Where can they where can they email us to ask us any questions? Uh, capital idea one hundred at gmail.com. Capital idea one hundred at gmail.com. Can they one comment? zero zero, not one oh yeah, yeah, one zero yeah. zero. Not one hundred. Uh, you can also comment directly on our website, real ninety dot com. R E L nine zero dot com. Um pick your favorite episode, uh, comment away. Yeah, got a great little back catalog. The format has changed, but don't let that discourage you from has the it? older episodes. Well, yeah, as far as the we blockbuster and the... Well, we would talk about movies we'd like or whatever beforehand. And it was like, oh, somebody right. do a We just wrote from right. the year it came out. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about, about all that. Yeah, because we did a commercial. Yeah. yeah. It was a commercial on the program. That, that, that stuff was fun. That stuff was fun. Well, if we Man. could keep it at a tight, you know, 60 minutes, then yeah, yeah all that would be great. But we yeah. can't do that. So no. none of that stuff's fun. Go find that shit yourself. I thought this one was going to be a short episode. It's short. It's only yeah, an hour and twenty six. Hour and 26. <laughs> yeah, but we. I thought I said that when I looked down, I was like thirty three minutes. I was like, we're pretty deep in it. We'll probably come out of this. Be about forty five minutes. We'll be done. But no. I like that. That's nope. how you look. Probably gonna come out of we, this. We we need to make it a tight sixty. Is what we need to figure how to make. Well, it I mean, a tight I can 60. edit this. I can chop it yeah, out. Yeah, but, but that, let's be honest. I'm not gonna probably go through and listen to every. Yeah, even though I mean, you're so busy releasing so many episodes at once. Yes. Yes. Yeah. One episode a month. <laughs> I gotta make you those bubbles. I'm the one that makes the bubble on the website. That takes a lot of time. Yeah, I do need the bubble. What do you have to do? Fill in a couple reels? Woo! And I have to get 
all you of the bullshit for IMDb. Many, when we yeah. only vote it one or no, two. No, no, no. From now on, we'll just make no, no. it zero, no, and then your job's shit. done. You guys haven't been on the website because I do I do uh, transparent ones for the ones that we didn't get, so you know it's out of five. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I like it. We're number one. Eric is saying we're number one. He's not flipping the bird. All right. That is all for Real 90. 90. I am Ricky Glore. I'm, I'm Eric Hunter. Nick <laughs> Prince. Oh. Stay real, y'all. Go watch a movie. Go watch a movie. And we're out.